Hello, listeners, and welcome to the very first episode of Building a Better Story World. It is I, the lovable Steel Tyler Philippec, here every episode to help you make better story worlds. That's what this podcast is all about, after all. Building a better universe for your characters to inhabit. Not a better book, or a better film, or a better TV show, or a better comic, or whatever medium you excel at, or want to excel at. No, I'm here to help you do what I've done for Microsoft, Coca-Cola, Walt Disney, the Nation of Columbia, and dozens of other companies, nonprofits, and franchises all over the world. That is, to make a better story world. Story worlds are where our imaginations live and breathe. Sometimes they're as big as an entire universe. Luminous beings, Zogi. Not this crude matter. And sometimes they're as small as an apartment. You don't need sorcery or science fiction or comedy or swords or guns or any extra stuff to make a story world that lights your audience's imaginations on fire. What you need is you, that bit of essence that inspires you, the stuff that your favorite creators have that makes you want to go back to your favorite stories over and over again, reliving the magic as if for the very first time. You're here because you're curious, because you're desperate, because you have a story to tell. So to start, we need to make sure that your story can become a great story. No franchise, no campaign, no story world, no nothing can survive if you don't know how to tell a good story. Hence why we're going to start here with the basics. You can listen along if you want to absorb this content via osmosis while you run on the treadmill, or if you're just in love with my wonderful voice. I cannot blame you for that. But I'd urge anybody who's struggling with their work to take out a piece of paper and pen, or a typewriter, or your word processing software of choice, and follow along. This is an interactive podcast. I'm going to be giving you exercises as you listen, which you should feel free to share with me, and, if you're willing, the rest of the audience, when you've completed them. More on that later. But for now, let's get down to it. The five elements of traditional storytelling, which are... A protagonist. That protagonist's need an obstacle preventing said protagonist from achieving their need, a choice that they make to overcome the obstacle, and a resolution. If you want to take part, now is the time for the beginning of our exercise. Exercise 1. Take a piece of whatever it is that you're working on and identify each of the elements I listed, not just in the story, but in each chapter or arc and, if you're adventurous enough, each story beat. Don't worry, I'll be going over each step in turn. If you don't have a story you want to work on, no problem. Start from scratch. As we get to each element, I'll give you details for how you should craft your work for the purposes of this exercise. Let's start with our protagonist. Protagonist, from the Greek protagonistes, chief actor. This is the hero, though I try to avoid that term in story structure because we all have our own heroes. Find them. Save Martha. Why did you say that, Dad? Some more effective than others. <clears throat> Regardless, let's think of some great protagonists from different media. I just, I just wanted to be like you. And I wanted you to be better. I think I'm going to have to fight her. What? How am I supposed to prison fight an old Russian lady with back, back problems? Stand up for what you believe in. As long as I believe in the same thing. What's something that they all have in common? If you do this job, you'll be trading on yours. If you don't, we'll find somebody else who won't be quite as good, and you can go back to feeling up stockbrokers. Can you get the check, please? They take action. They make choices. People want to follow a hero that speaks for them because too often we feel ourselves lost in the world. 
Someone who takes action carries the burden for us, 20 story pages or two hours at a time. For a story world, our protagonist's choices also create a gateway into the franchise universe. They are our point-of-view characters, the people who help us find out stuff about the world. Sometimes they have inhabited the story world for a while. The name's Sherlock Holmes and the address is 221B Baker Street. They can be new residents. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Either way, the reason they are the hero is that they are going to do things that reveal to us the world, both literally and figuratively. Think about all the things that make them unique in their world, and all the things that make them normal. Those rarities and normalities speak about everything in orbit around this character. When we see Dr. Peter Venkman thrown out of his university... Your theories are the worst kind of popular tripe, your methods are sloppy, and your conclusions are highly questionable. You are a poor scientist, Dr. Venkman. I see. We are learning about his character and that of his world. Nobody takes ghosts seriously, even the guy who was supposed to take them seriously. Those choices are built on their past experiences, just as all of ours are. A good protagonist has a definitive emotional and psychological state which drives them. Think about these protagonists and their mental states. F*** off, Logan. I'm sure you remember who I am now. I always know who you are. It's just sometimes I don't recognize you. I volunteer! I volunteer as tribute! Let it go, let it go. Notice that they have a lot of strength, but they aren't perfect. Indeed, each of them has some sort of flaw. This flaw is much more important than whatever gifts they have because it is their flaws that we relate to. We may not have adamantium claws, but we all get lost in anger. We might not be able to lead a revolution, but we all get overwhelmed by responsibility. We may not be able to sing all that well, but we all want to let go. So if you're working on your story, who is your protagonist, and what is that character's strengths and flaws? Start with one of each. The strength or gift can be completely remarkable, but the flaw should be relatable. If something isn't readily coming to you, consider this rubric. Give your character a role. Give them a psychological strength and an emotional weakness. So you might have... A determined but self-doubting scrapper. Yo, Adrian! An ambitious, sometimes self-absorbed writer. Hello, lover. A fun-loving, hyperactive ninja. Good? Cool. You can press pause if you need a moment. Otherwise, let's continue. Your protagonist needs to have a need. That is, they have to have a goal or something they desire. But it has to be so powerful that they can't help but pursue it. Remember, our characters make choices. They're active. If they don't care about their goal, why will the audience? Importantly, this also keeps our protagonists on track. They can't give up. They won't stop hustling. They have to get what they want. That kind of determination is attractive, and it makes your characters admirable to audiences, even when their goal might be a tad distasteful. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So, how to create a good goal? Consider this rubric. If you're following along on your story, your character's goal should relate to the following basic needs of humanity. Money. I could have the world's biggest diamond. No. The world's biggest diamond mine? No, no, all the diamond mines! No, the entire mining industry! Yeah. Security. 
a day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. Love. Three words. Eight letters. Say it, and I'm yours. Power. You got the touch. You got the power! Pick one of those and build off of it. Money could mean millions of dollars, or else the money to pay back a loan shark. Security could mean a house in the suburbs. There's plastic on the furniture to keep it neat and clean. In the pine soul-scented air, somewhere that's or an understanding of the universe. Behold the dragon scroll. It is yours. Wait, what happens when I read it? No one knows, but legend says you will be able to hear a butterfly's wing beat. Whoa, really? That's cool. Yes, and see light in the deepest cave. You will feel the universe in motion <laughs> around you. Wow! Can I punch through walls? Can I, can I, can I do a quadruple backflip? Focus. Will I have invisibility? Focus. Huh? Focus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love could mean romance. I wish I knew how to quit you. Or something platonic. I love you. I'm not even embarrassed to say it. I just, I, I love you. I'm not embarrassed. Love you. I love you. Power could mean getting the job. They know exactly who's going to be the principal. Why is this job so important to you, Gamby? Or tearing down society. We are consumers. We are byproducts of a lifestyle obsession. Murder, crime, poverty, these things don't concern me. What concerns me are celebrity magazines, television with 500 channels, some guy's name on my underwear. Then dig deeper. Is this what your character really wants? Is what your character wants money, or is it really the power that money affords? Do they really want love, or do they want the security of having a stable partner? This second condition modifies the desire and complicates it. By having conflicting desires, your character will be pulled not just by external forces, but by internal ones as well. Story-wise, this means that your character will have to make trade-offs, tough decisions, and compromises. This makes them relatable. Sometimes we want conflicting things, career or love, a promotion or freedom. Make sure you have two meta-elements, and then make sure the thing that they want is easy to understand. It might not be easy to get. It might be completely ridiculous. But the audience will need to know what the character wants. Don't hide it. Write the phrase, my hero wants, and then insert what they want more than anything else in the world. Ready? Good. Now let's figure out why your character can't have it. This is your obstacle, the thing that stands in the way of your protagonist's fulfillment. If it was easy to get, then the story is over quickly. Boring for a short-form tale, but poison for a story universe. Your character must struggle to achieve what they want. We need to see them fall down. We need to see them get back up. We need to see their willpower. If not, then why are we following along? When in doubt, always make the obstacle tougher than you think it should be. Take this from the beginning of Princess Mononoke. Call me a fury! Almighty Lord! Whatever you may be! God or demon! Please leave us in peace! 
Our protagonist, Ashitaka, willfully chose to get in the way of a demon to protect his family. He now must face the consequences. There may be a way to lift the curse, but it requires that he abandon his home for a journey far away, in a foreign land filled with horrors and wonders beyond his imagination. If he stops, he will suffer something worse than death. He will become a demon himself. There is evil at work in the land to the west, Prince Ashitaka. It's your fate to go there and see what you can see with eyes unclouded by hate. Note how this brings us to our next point. There should be both external and internal obstacles. The external for Ashitaka is obvious. He needs to lift his curse and, in so doing, becomes wrapped up in a battle between humankind and nature. But the internal is something else. Why is he doing this? Who is he fighting for? Look, everyone! This is what hatred looks like. This is what it does when it catches hold of you. It's eating me alive, and very soon now it will kill me. Fear and anger only make it grow faster. Well, you'll have to watch the movie to see. Now your character must make at least one choice to overcome this obstacle. There will be many choices along the way, but the most important one is how your character goes about getting the thing that they need. Matt Murdock doesn't need to dress up in tights to help fight for justice. He's a lawyer. But, as Daredevil, he does anyway, because in the pit of his stomach, he knows that the legal system doesn't always get it right. This kind of choice proves that your characters have agency. If they are pushed into this, then they aren't active. They're getting dragged along. That's not good enough. This how must show their will in the face of impossible odds. It must show a little bit of their strength and a little bit of their weakness. It must speak to the themes of your story. Don't get too deep. This is all basic stuff. As Dana Scully said while describing her own character, Why is it still so hard for you to believe, even when all the evidence suggests extraordinary phenomena? Because sometimes what? looking for extreme possibilities makes you blind to the probable explanation right in front of you. Note that this contradiction will push the X-Files through many, many seasons of esoteric weirdness. Scully is the scientist who investigates in a meticulous manner, while Mulder is the believer who prefers to jump in head first. This choice creates the foundation of conflict, the driving force of your storytelling. Now, when I say conflict, I don't necessarily mean battle. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Though obviously that is a form of it. What I mean is that when a character wants something, can't have it, and tries to change it, that's conflict. So, what is the primary obstacle for your character? Make sure it's not easy to overcome. Make sure that it can't be accomplished in a single episode. Make sure it's reflective of your main character. Take your time, pausing if you gotta, and when you're ready, start this episode up again. Well, what's left? Literally the ending, the resolution. Does our protagonist succeed? Got you, or fail? Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. Time, Dr. Freeman? Is it really that time again? It seems as if you only just arrived. As part of your assignment, I want you to write down three possible resolutions, one of each. A happy ending, a sad ending, and a bittersweet ending. Then I want you to come up with another resolution for each of these types. And then, when you're ready, 
Look back and see if you have a character with a need that he or she cannot achieve, which forces him or her to take action, which resolves and changes that person. Got it? And there you have it, a basic story. More importantly, you have the foundation for any number of stories after this. Every scene, every issue, every episode, every season should have these foundational elements in it. Please contact helmstarmedia at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to share it on air, and if so, if you want constructive criticism or the opportunity to workshop. And workshop you will definitely need. As artists, we need outside input. Our work isn't just for us. It's for the world. You'll probably have noticed by now that this exercise is a little basic. Your imagination might be running wild with ideas, but the stuff you have written down may be a little formulaic, or else not completely fleshed out. Lucky for you, I happen to be an expert in this, and so modest, too. That's why every episode we'll be examining an aspect of your story, your story world, and your craft as a writer. The next five episodes will be spent focusing on each of the five elements above, delving deeper and helping you create more complex forms of the work we did today. I can't promise that you'll be the next superstar writer, but I can promise that if you keep working with me, you'll get better. And if you're just along for the ride, welcome. Please follow me on Twitter at Words of Steel or on my website, www.steelphilippec.com. Let's make a better story world together. This episode of Building a Better Story World was produced and sound recorded by Jen Bagel and Ojoa Newton. It was written, created, and engineered by Steel Tyler Philippec. The theme song, Asia, is by Ilya Marfin via icons8.com. All narrative clips are used under the Fair Use Doctrine, as defined by Title 17 of the United States Code, subsection 107, in that they are used for nonprofit educational work for the purpose of analysis, have been transformed from their initial records by audio engineering for podcasting, and are not substantive of the entire work or function as a direct market substitute. Audio effects are provided by freesound.org under the Creative Commons license. If you feel that this production has unfairly used a piece of audio to which you own the rights, please contact helmstarmedia at gmail.com.